and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast, episode four thirty-seven. That's right. What are we talking about tonight? We're going to do some free-flowing thought exercise <laughs> on basically the Flash season seven, as far as what's come out thus far, and our thoughts probably on, on it, along with maybe general thoughts about where the show has gone, where where it is, where it's come from, where it's going. But I think both Chad and Ivan have. He's, I think he's get made more. He may have more of an info dump or thought dump about this, about what he thinks about this season. But I know I have thoughts too, especially considering this is one of those rare seasons that I actually have been since way years ago that I've been watching this pretty much every week when a ep- new episode comes out. Even if I don't watch it the first night it comes out, I'll watch it later that night on the app or two, like a couple of days later. So I'm pretty much up to date week by week on this. So I'm not binge watching at the end or waiting till it drops on Netflix and watching the whole season, you know, from scratch again. So it it's kind of a different approach. So yeah. Uh, oh man, where do we want to start? We want to just talk about season seven thus far, or should we talk about sort of the trend of uh, where Flash has gone? If if by trend you mean the fact that it's heading straight into the shitter, then I guess yes, we could use that as an opening, as a segue to that. This, yeah, just as a general, my general thoughts on where we stand, and we're what, what are we close to the halfway point? I think. Uh, actually, let's see. What does Wikipedia says? I actually had this open. I had things from. See, that's season six. Season seven, they're about to hit episode 12. So we technically are probably more than halfway through because don't they usually only have like around 20 episodes, 19, 20 episodes or something like that. Uh, but now on one level, I want to give them a pass because we know last season got complete, completely butchered because of COVID. That the, the way that season ended last year was not how it was supposed to be. There were plot, there were storylines and plot points that were left dangling because they just couldn't go back to film. That's why you had the whole uh, Ava thing and the whole mirror mirror verse thing that would have been resolved last season, but they couldn't do it because they didn't get, to, they couldn't finish filming. So I want to give them a little bit of slack, but it's kind of hard to, because actually to me, the strongest point of a part of the season were the first few episodes. And it's gotten steadily worse as we clearly rolled into things that would have been under any circumstance would have been this season's storylines. I it seems, even though I know some people, you may have been one of these people. I think some people with Arrow thought the show did kind of rebound again a little right towards the end, as opposed to it being a steady decline. But to me, The Flash is a show that seems like it's really, really, really in steady decline. 
And as more and more of the original cast leave, which is a big problem for the show. I mean, technically, Cisco and Wells were supposed to leave this season. They probably would have left this year. I think maybe if, again, the COVID thing didn't get in the way. But they're definitely not going to be regular regulars on the show next next year. So then you're pretty much down to Daniel Pennebaker as Caitlin and as Killer Frost, since they split them into two. That you're pretty much down to that's all that's left of the original Team Flash and 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 the core of what made this show I think really interesting is just kind of like it's way too much Iris I think at this point too even though I like I like Iris uh, but the reality is I think this show is really in steady decline and I think I think Grant has one more year left on his contract which would be next season season eight. It really seems hard to imagine why the show has a reason to exist after maybe one more season. Yeah. Uh, it, by the way, it's only going to be eighteen episodes. Oh, eighteen. So okay. So we're so so we're three We're pretty much like three quarters through, or we'll be once episode twelve comes out. Yeah. I mean, it's because of what the set photos of what's supposed to be coming, and you know, I don't really care. I don't really. I mean, it's probably a spoiler to some people. Uh, I know some people consider like you know that sort of news and stuff. Uh, spoilers but whatever the fact that nora uh, as in their daughter is supposed to be coming back as well as they're supposed to be introducing impulse like that sort of rejuvenates maybe in some way some of my interest in where we're going but considering that um episode 13 uh airs on the 15th um and that one's titled masquerade i don't entirely know for sure that 13 will actually introduce impulse or reintroduce Nora in any way. So I'm wondering if the set photos we've seen are more of leaks of closer to, or if not the finale, which is supposed to tease season eight. So, you know, that's not even it's, it's, you know, the, the set photos that have been leaked showing them and then announcing, of course, that impulse will be part of the show officially and showing the costume and things like that. Like, even that's not a guarantee of, uh, you know, increased uh, interest because we don't know precisely when in this season seven that stuff is supposed to actually appear. But like, man, I, you know, I honestly, I don't, I, it's, it's almost uh, helpful for you to say that you believe it's it, like for you to confirm that it's also been bad for you because you're not watching Superman and Lois, right? So yes, I'm uh, I'm not watching anything currently CW except for the Flash. Yeah, and I knew that. I just wanted to make sure the listeners did. Like I just because I was wondering is like, did I really like Superman and Lois so much that the others just seem like so much shittier in comparison? Like is am I giving them a because I the other ones are not doing that well either because I'm caught I'm caught up on everything guys because. You know, if you've been listening for a while, you know, I buy all the DC stuff on Blu-ray. I have all the seasons of Arrow, Flash, Legends, Supergirl, Constantine. Uh, like, I have all that shit on Blu-ray every season. Um, so at this point, it's like, you're too far in, whatever. Um, but, like, this is supposed to be the last season of Supergirl. And it, too, is such a shit show. Uh, and uh, Legends is, you know, Legends always has always done its own thing. Uh, and it's been, you know, the kind of the wacky cousin of everything. So the fact that it's continuing to be wacky is not necessarily a problem, but it's just Legends has gotten to the point, too, for me, where it's just like, what? Are, what's the story we're even telling here? Like, what, 
what the like the last one was a singing competition based episode uh then they tricked this alien who was supposed to be there to conquer you know the planet and by confronting the king they convinced this alien that the 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 king and the way to fight on our planet is through a singing and dance competition so it's like freaking I don't know, X Factor or whatever that he's got to win in order to take over our planet or some shit. And like, so like, that's just as an example, but back to flash, it's just like the flash, the problem with the flat part of the problem I have with the flash right now is kind of the same problem I have with Supergirl. Supergirl at the beginning, you kind of look the, the L's, the house of L stands for hope. And like, so, and, and that's what Superman is embodied. That's what Supergirl has, uh, has uh, strove, uh, strived to embody in her series, uh, various series over the decades and so on and so forth. So I get the, the positivity and, you know, the hope uh, angle uh, needing to be present, but it's like so many of these things are like, we can win with love. And it's like, you, you I don't want to go to the other side of the coin and go full Zack Snyder and everything's got to be dark and grim and shit, but this is a superhero world. And there are some villains who you're just, who are just going to be villains who are going to be bad people. And, you know, like this Mirrorverse lady, we thought we had to con let's convince her, you know, that she can come to the light. And then this whole Nora thing, um, uh, with the speed force and them it, and, and the other forces, you've got to convince them we're a family and we're going to, that's how we're going to defeat this. And like, you know, like to me, like there's a place for that. And I believe that we should be seeing that in some of these shows, but they make it the resolution for everything now. And it's so, I mean, in a, as much as you want to suspend disbelief in a show about superpowers and multiverses and so on and so forth, like it's like a kid's show in that, in the little morality, you know, lessons and the, the, the simple will win with love and family and family like this. What the hell is happening? There's no conflict anymore. And then the acting is just so bad right now and it's like i know these actors are capable of more given the fact that we've seen in previous seasons so it's gotta be just the writing or are these people just bored do they feel like they're they have anything left to contribute to this show obviously carlos doesn't because carlos aka vibe is leaving this the series and then tom cavanaugh uh, left earlier this season so it's like there's not a whole lot more they feel they can give i don't know if that was their choice to leave or uh or the production team or whatever but uh if it was theirs i don't blame them uh it really does feel like it they've done all they can do because man we're just spinning our fucking wheels here i think part of the issue i i agree with you i think part of the issue is they've kind of made this all it's almost like a soap opera in the sense that it's just all about Iris and Barry that I think Iris is becoming, has become way too much of an ongoing factor in everything. And which I, I understand, you know, I understand it's kind of like in, in a way, uh, this might not be the worst analogy because in a way it's just part of the problems I had with some of the movies as in, in the series, as they went on, it's kind of like Rocky and Adrian that, that, that we understand that, you know, Iris is Barry's Adrian, but at some point it almost becomes, 
it almost becomes emasculating too if you can't do anything on your own all the time or that every every single every single solution has to be because of oh it, you know it, it all comes down to you know it all comes down to iris it all comes down to our love you know our love is what gave birth to these other forces and and you know when this you know i Iris and Barry's relationship was the key to he for him unlocking and you know and rediscovering the speed force that was draining out of him and and all this stuff. It just it just it's like it's like in a way she, she's like the only it's like she's more Team Flash than anybody else at this point. I mean Caitlin's kind of there, but she, it's almost like she's going through the motions. We know like you know Cisco's going to be gone, and even this season Cisco what. The character seems to have checked out, which we know is on purpose because the character it's 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 setting up the fact that the character is leaving. We already know the actor is leaving, but it's but they're, but they're painting the picture. So you, you so when he says he's leaving and he announces, hey, I'm leaving Team Flash, it's not going to be a shock. You know, it's not going to be a shock to anybody. That's basically what what it's you know, what it's coming down to. But you have but it's kind of like Joe and Camille have been pushed to the back burner to a large extent. It's and we understood last year, I think it was last season when Joe was hurt, when uh, Jesse Martin was hurt and they had to work, think well, think it was last season or the season before when they had to work around that because his back was hurt. So he legitimately couldn't be in these be in the episodes. That's something different. But, the, you know, they bring in new people. You know, try to they try to bring in new people to Team Flash. That never seems to really work particularly well. So the whole ridiculous how they worked Ralph into the season because, you know, they, they shit canned and or cancel cultured, you know, the, the actor who played Ralph because of what he said in the past. So the reality is not, but the, yet they brought, you know, you know, the elongated man back in a really weird fashion, just to, <laughs> so you don't see his face, but it's and Barry continues to be stupid. It's kind of like the joke I made, made to you a long time ago. It's like, I'm Barry Allen. I'm the dumbest man alive that he makes the same stupid mistakes over and over again. And somehow he, Eventually, he course corrects and he understands what he did wrong. But the but his instincts are really bad, which is why I know a lot of people were annoyed by Nora, hot Nora, uh, uh, but Parker Kennedy there. Uh, everybody, a lot of people were annoyed by her. I li- I liked her for the most part, but the reality is that Jessica Parker Kennedy annoyed people. But at least, and she did a lot of stupid things too, but she was young and she was naive and, and inexperienced. You can make a case. Okay. She is her father's daughter, but Barry, it's like, it's like, he just doesn't learn, which is why to me, one of the, one of the coolest things they did in the beginning of the season was that when Barry was super smart because his brain was functioning at a super fast level, when they retapped into the speed force, I liked that. I thought that at, I thought that had potential. I mean, you wouldn't, you weren't going to keep it going forever, but I thought it had potential worth exploring. And then, and then they kind of, they kind, they kind of venditied it by like, like with the black stars. I mean, excuse me, the the uh, dark stars and the green lanterns and the debate about you know lethal force versus non-lethal force. There was a big, there was a real de- interesting story to be told, looking at both sides of the equation to see, to have a real story as opposed to oh. One day I'm killing the I'm we're killing the person who, you know, who who killed my father or, or killed or we know they're a mass killer. So we're going to kill them. And the next minute you're killing people for jaywalking. That's kind of how Robert Venditti handled that story at the end of Hal and the Core is a bigger. There was a bigger issue there, a bigger story to be, concepts to be played with. But that's not the story he wanted to tell. It was kind of like with hyper intelligent Barry. 
uh, and the way he being analytical to everything and approaching everything and still having some emotional attachment to Iris. But the reality is because if he was just going by numbers alone, he would he would have been willing to sacrifice her to save more, you know, the other members of Team Flash. But the reality is there was an interesting debate, I thought, a concept worth exploring. But they kind of indeedied it and automatically made Barry that like in one fell swoop, this cold, you know, robot automaton uh, that was, you know, so unbarry like and was so unreasonable that, oh, yeah, we knew we had to do away with this real quick. As a, but that was a concept I liked. And I thought it would have at least you could have had a little bit more out of it than they did. But then once Barry went back to being Barry, it's like, oh, it's the same. Oh, I got it's like I have to like you said, I have, I have to try to save them. I have to try to do this. The the speed force version of Nora, who looks just like his mom, who was annoying from the minute she showed up and you knew she was trouble from the minute she showed up. But but yet it's I don't know. It's this it's kind of really, really, really gone off the rails, I think, like in the last like four, like four or five episodes or so. And, you know, when they, when they brought Abracadabra back, that was kind of cool. That was, I thought that was, that was, that was decent, but there's just, it's just a whole lot of hodgepodge in this season. And it's, it's hard to care. It's really hard to care that much. Yeah. I think it suffers too, just from the network, the, the, the CW ification of freaking everything that's happening is, I it, they they were doing so well with it before and it was almost like a natural because I think the CW has a problem on its shows with allowing their characters to grow and stay grown because you keep getting one of two tropes you either get oh we must keep this secret don't tell them because it'll cause this and this and this and then you know, something inevitably goes horribly wrong because you chose to keep the fucking secret. And it's like, you know what? We'll tell the truth from now on. I learned that that's okay. We won't do that. And then in the next season, what big secret do we have to keep from main character A, B, C, or D? And then the other side, the other trope that you see all the time is sort of tied into that. It's like nobody ever fucking learns their lesson. They have to learn the same shit over and over again because like, for instance, when Barry decided that it was necessary for him to go back in time this season to try and prevent the other forces from being made, he makes that decision on his own without Iris's input and says, this is what needs to be done. And then after he comes back, he's like, uh, you know, because somehow in that moment he realizes it needs to happen or whatever. So on a blah, 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 blah. And he comes back and he apologizes to Iris and, should have involved you and I should have, you know, listened to you. We should have made this decision together. And it's like, you've had that conversation 40 billion times at this point. And it's not, and it's not like he hasn't learned about every fucking time he goes back in time, he screws things up worse. <laughs> so yeah, you would like, think. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Holy Christ. Like how many times, look, it, I, I get it. Like there's some, there's some times in your life where like you need to learn the lesson a couple of different times, a couple of different ways. Like, you know, you can tell me the stove is hot, but until I fucking burn myself, I made, you know, oh, you know, I only had like a light burn that one time. But until I fucking scald my hand, it's like, OK, nope, lesson cemented. Got it. Stove, don't touch when it's on. Got it. Understood. You know, like there. But like, holy God, uh, this is them just retreading the same shit over and over and. You're right. The stuff with Barry not being smart drives me up a wall now because we started with this idea of a team and it sort of works. This guy's not really used to his powers. He doesn't really understand 
it's not just that. So Barry is is a scientist, um, forensic analyst, but interested in physics and so on and so forth. So he has enough of a working knowledge, uh, at least theoretically speaking, of some of these concepts. But at the beginning, you know, it's not like just he got super speed. It's unknown elements were released into the universe. Previously theoretical elements like dark matter, um, you know, and 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 you know the speed force energy and all this other stuff that they have to then not not just you know learn uh, you know how their speed works, but like learn these new physics as a whole. So having the people who accidentally or intentionally, in the case of Eobarthon, created the said physics into our world. Uh, around to help guide him sort of makes sense but at this point it's like jesus christ barry do you need everybody to hold your fucking hand do you need cisco to come up with a constant now we got to fucking introduce chester uh and do all this other shit it's like my what do we can barry not take a shit without having somebody else wipe his ass probably not (laughs) it's like and and that sort of goes along with the growth thing it's like Okay, we've set up the team. We've set up how the the hero works. We've set up the persona. We've set up how we deal with criminals. We've set up like let's start. We should have started loosening the 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 pantyhose a long in time ago. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened to Barry being autonomous. And it's not to say that we can't have a team or somebody around him because it needs. According to just the whole thing, we need to have someone involved in the heroics. Arrow had team. Uh, Legends have a team. Supergirl has a team. Everybody has a fucking team. So apparently that's the dynamic. So we're not going to get rid of the team, but can we have Barry contribute to the fucking team other than being the dude who executes said plan? Can he come up with the plan? Can he be the one to figure shit out? Because it's not just like when it happens when it involves the speed force. Cisco or or Caitlin or or Chester or somebody or, or Wells, somebody always comes up with the answer when it involves anything, including the Speed Force. Yet Barry is supposed to be supposed to be just tied in. He's he's uniquely attuned to the Speed Force. He should be able to take his own understanding of physics and everything he's learned up until this point, being the Flash, and then using that understanding and his innate connection to the speed force, be able to feel shit out about the speed force and figure it out and executes that thing, especially now that he's created the fucking thing. And it all starts and ends with him, which is how it's always been in the comics is, is, is well, not always it's a retcon, but like for the past several years, the idea has been that Barry is the speed force originator in some way, shape or form. It, it's, it was created by and or with him and because of the speed force it how just how it works it echoes throughout time so he's the responsible for the speedsters before him and after him just because he's somehow created said thing whatever great now you've made it even more of a tie he should be able to figure this shit out and it just drives me batty that he can't function on his own without a pep talk from joe or you know, oh, the love of the the Iris. Like, look, I, Iris is a great character, and I actually didn't like the character and or actress in the first couple of seasons. I've grown to really enjoy her, so that's good on you, writers, for making somebody I didn't initially like somebody who I came to enjoy. Involving her in the process, that's also his wife, so, you know, you want to involve your wife in your life, and 
you know, you guys make joint decisions together. I, I get all that. I'm not saying let's remove all the love and the blah, blah, blah from it. But my God, it's all there fucking is now. And nobody's a true villain. Everybody has to be redeemed. I mean, even with fucking Savitar in what, season three? We try to redeem alternate universe Barry. It's like, doesn't isn't is nobody just look? They're just pure bad, right? Like it's that's entirely possible, isn't it? Yes, but a, a, as we've talked about in, in in context with different episodes and different ideas, that that's not to a certain percentage of the of the populace these days. That concept is not really highly regarded. The idea that they're that they're there's good or bad, right or wrong, that, that, every, that everything's gray. Like we talked about, everything's like a shade of gray. So that's why everybody apparently has to be redeemable on some level, even though that's unrealistic, because some people are just gone. <laughs> uh, I think – no, I'm sorry. I, I, I – and you, you, you echoed some of – like what I started – you built on what I said before. And again, using the – you like having the insp- you like having the insp- people inspire you and you work better together. You know, you like the idea. Oh, it's not just about me. It's about all of us. But after a while, again, going back to, like, to, to the Rocky thing, it, it's a, it can be emasculating. That's why in like in Rocky four, as much as that movie is highly rewatchable, but still crappy compared to most of the other Rocky movies, because it doesn't belong the way it looks thematically. It just doesn't fit. But one of the things I liked about Rocky four was that, even after Adrian pretty much made it perfectly clear, she was completely against what Rocky was doing. He went to Russia and it's not like he was like sleepwalking through the training like he did in either Rocky two or Rocky three before he got the, her pat on the back. He was actually training, training pretty damn hard before she showed up. And then he trained even harder after she showed up, but he was still doing what needed to be done. And that showed some character growth because you should be able to do that. You shouldn't have to basically, I understand it's a nice concept. You know, you balance each other, you complete each other. I'm not, you know, I'm not being a jerk about that. I understand it. But after a while, it also walks that fine line about having, having your balls in her purse. And it's like, so, so Barry, it's kind of like the same thing as like, and then, and then when they give Barry, like you mentioned, they give Barry a moment when he just decides, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I don't really need to discuss this with anybody. Then it turns out, of course, it's Barry being wrong. That's, Another reason why I like the smart Barry, like you mentioned about Barry figuring stuff out on his own, that Barry, because his brain was, you know, was functioning faster, was working faster because of his reconnection to the speed force or the influx of the speed force back into him. He was basically smart. He was working on such a high level and higher capacity. He was pretty much smarter than everybody that he was dealing with. So he was the one figuring things out. I I, I like that. I thought so. But yes, no, I've said I've said this for years. Barry is too stupid in this show. I, Grant Gustin is cool, but he's too, too stupid. And he, and he doesn't seem to get much. It doesn't seem to get better. And I think the storylines now are hurting or hurting the show. I mean, I'm sure if this hangs on, you know, this goes on a little bit longer, we'll get more reverse flash. And are we supposed to still get Godspeed back? I think uh, either way, I just Maybe. know that. What they've done this season, especially with Nora, Nora and the other three, Nora in quotes, the mother Speed Force version of Nora, and the other forces that he and Iris created when they, you know, when they recharged and reactivated the Speed Force. That's that. I didn't care. I mean, I really don't care about any of that. And I just, I don't know what how the season's going to end. I I am interested in seeing uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy or Kennedy Parker, whatever the hell. 
Parker Kennedy, seeing her back because I liked her. I was not one of the ones that was annoyed by her. But we also don't know in what capacity. Could be a cameo, could be a flat, um, not necessarily a flashback, but a moment where the, something happens where they're able to reconnect and everything. But the show is really going to be losing Cisco will suck, even though, again, the way they wrote him this season on purpose, I'm sure, because of the fact that they were phasing him out. He hasn't been as much of a factor this year. So it's not going to it may not be as huge a plot point problem with him being gone next season. But losing Wells is going to be huge because Tom Cavanaugh was a major factor for the show's success. And the fact that they were able to transition to different versions of Wells, some, of course, didn't always stick to landing. But the fact that it was a good it was good acting exercise for Tom Cavanaugh getting to play a, a version of the same character. But these characters, but, but these versions were completely different in many ways that not having a Wells working with the Flash with Barry Allen just seems like it's a recipe for disaster, which doesn't mean they won't be back at all. That's it's, It seemed like it was the actor's choice based on, I think, what maybe Berlanti said, in, indicating that the door, like something along the lines that the doors was the door is always open for them to come back. But that could just be, you know, produ- producer ease for, yeah, we basically showed them the door, but it's not necessarily the case that we won't we won't bring them back when it suits our purpose. We won't try to bring them back. But I think Wells is going to be a big loss. Yeah. Um, I just some of the bad acting. The most recent episode um, really drove it home for me. That fucking scene. And even before any of the scenes they really shared together between Frost and Chillblain. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I know that fight, that fight scene. Yeah, that was bad. I have the script in front of me. There's no freaking way I would ever go out with you. Wait, hold on. Are you talking about dinner and the whole nine yards? Look, would you just stop doing that? All right, what? I'm just trying to get a little clarity. That right there, just stop it. It's okay if you're into me. For the last time, I'm not into you. Then why do you? Why don't you stop staring at my six-pack? Like, what in the holy fuck? And then the, you, that, that doesn't even really drive it home because the, it's like the little, like, you know, I'm unsure. I'm kind of really turned on right now sort of looks she was giving him the whole time. And then the choreography of the fight moves and stuff like it was almost a warning in and of itself that they brought Chillblain into the whole thing. <laughs> it's just that's just it's bad. It's it's bad writing. It is bad writing happening right here. And it's if they can't even do a fight scene between a hero and a villain without making it shit. How can they do a whole arc for a series and or season and make it compelling? But because why don't you stop staring at my – what the fuck is that line? <laughs> what is that? I'm just, I'm just irritated by it. Like what, what in the hell is that? It makes no sense. Why that would be – like especially in the – in in this this you know woke culture that we're supposed to be in, I'm entitled. I'm in totally down, totally down with let's bring in Iris and make her you know hell even make her point guard for Team Flash and she can be running the comms and stuff while Flash is out there running around like whatever. Great uh, female empowerment. Let everybody do whatever. Let's really give Frost her own agency, Caitlin her own agency, the the team citizen and all the girls over there are fantastic, wonderful. But isn't this, you know, teenage crush 
teeny bopper version of Frost crushing on a dude with a six pack kind of the opposite of what you guys want to see? The fuck? Like I, I get that part of it could could be like okay Frost is 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 in a, in a new body she is a new part of her life she gets to experience these things and live her own life for the first time so maybe she is approaching these things a little more adolescent than somebody else with more you know life on their uh, on their bones uh, would would normally. So maybe it makes sense that she's got a teeny bopper little crush and that her, this is her first crush. And she, of course she's going to act like that, but then fucking write it like that. It just came across stupid. And I know, I know they have done better effects in the past, but what the hell is Fuerza? That just looked awful. Fuerza looks shit. It looked, I don't, I didn't like any time that was on the screen at all. That was badly done CGI. And then the fight in the most recent episode that takes place while they're in the Speed Force, like Psych specifically, when uh, when Nora is trying to shoot lightning at him or whatever, the way he stands there and the way he moves around, obviously because it's taking it's an action scene taking place in the Speed Force and the camera angles and shit, all those characters in that specific type of moment are CGI. But Psych... If, go back and watch, guys. If you haven't, if you if you have, go back and watch it. If you haven't, watch Family Matters Part Two, Episode Eleven. That moment when they are all in the Speed Force fighting against Nora. Look at the Psych moment. Psych looks like a fucking Sims character. The way he moves and the way his care, the way he was rendered in that, he looks horrible. So the writing's bad. The 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 CGI is very very poor some of the actors may just feel like they've done all they can do with this thing. Like I, I, I'm only this like crazy about it right now on air because I actually liked the flash. I'm, I'm not just mad that like, okay, this is the thing I'm collecting and now I have to buy some stuff that's shitty. It's like, I want, I'm a DC fan. I want the flash to do well. I want these other shows to do well. I want to get more different shows. Let's get fucking Blue Beetle and Booster Gold team up show. Let's go do that. I don't I don't give a shit. Give me more DC. I want to see it and I want it to be good. But you if you can't even get the flash right, then what hope is there for everything else? The flash was good. I enjoyed the hell out of that show. I looked forward to watching it. And now I'm just staring at the the show on my TV screen, making faces and going, what the fuck is going on? I, I don't know what happened, but it has lost its magic. And if it cannot gain it back at it, with this, now that the freaking forces and shit is done, even though we only have 18 episodes, cause that whole screwed the whole thing because of COVID and, you know, filming guidelines and all this stuff. That's why we only have 18. Come on, you, you, if you, you've got what's so that was eleven. You've got seven episodes left in this season to do something. Give me something. Show me that this thing can go beyond where it's at. Otherwise, season eight is it. I do not see how this fucking show lasts past season eight if they can't show us anything in these next seven episodes. Yeah, I I think so. I think they I think they should aim to wrap this up in season eight. I think that's the smart I think that's the smart way to go. 
I mean, in theory, if they end the actual Flash show, it doesn't mean if they still have other CW things going on, it doesn't mean you can't necessarily bring some characters from the Flash show into that for guest appearances or, you know, crossovers or things like that. It's not it's not like it's not like you can't do that. But I think as far as having a regular, just having the show continue as a regular show, I don't, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem like there's a real purpose to it. I, I think that it's, now maybe, maybe we'll be surprised, doubtful, but maybe we'll be surprised and they'll throw us a curveball at the, you know, and the season will wrap up in an interesting way or with a really good cliffhanger, which makes us really interested for next season. It's possible, but it's one of those things where, it's kind of hard to imagine that's going to be the case. And it's, and plus we know, we know how different we know how different it's going to be next season that I don't know if it's even, if a good cliffhanger, I mean, a good final, let's say two or three episodes. I don't know how much that would rejuvenate personally, my interest in it. I don't know. if I don't know if it would, but it, I guess we can hope for that. If nothing else, I guess we could keep our fingers crossed that maybe that could happen. Yeah, I think so. There's also so we we have uh, we have impulse, we have the return of Nora. I, there's also rumors that Cobalt Blue might be involved. That's a character I know and have heard of in the Flash. I've read a couple of things with. I know that so that that could be interesting if that's even a fucking thing that they end up going with. But yeah, I'm, uh, I am just. And I'm watching I'm watching Superman and Lois and and that's a show, you know, and I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm just going to give basic stuff. Something happens and the the Clark, the Kent family moves to Smallville and they've got two teenage boys. And because of this, obviously, Lois is no longer working at the Daily Planet. She's doing her own thing. but She's still following stories. Clark is obviously still being Superman, uh, helping out on the farm, stuff like that. But they've got teenage boys, one of them who has like diagnosed uh, social disorder uh, of some kind, some anxiety and, and stuff like that. So this show kind of gives you a little bit, a little bit of Smallville vibes. And because there's two teenage boys involved dealing with, you know, that and, you know, w- you know, one of them dealing with you know, potential powers, the other, maybe not. And, you know, all of this stuff, some of the CW ness that seeps through in these sorts of shows makes sense because they're teenage boys in high school. And, but then, you know, you also have like Lois having her, her own agency, which she should. Lois is one of the strongest characters, uh, you know, supporting characters in, in the DC universe. And I'm, I'm not trying to disparage her by calling her a supporting character. That's what she is. But though at times she has had her own book. So, you know, we, we could theoretically call her a main character. She's got these own things she's trying to deal with. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody because I highly recommend everybody watch Superman and Lois. Uh, but in this most recent episode, something was revealed about their past, uh, Clark and Lois's past and, and uh, history as a family. That was really intense. Uh, and, you know, there was a moment that, hell, man, I, even I teared up uh, when Lois had a conversation with one of her sons about about this moment. Uh, it's just so well done, so compelling. It's almost to the point where Clark's almost not a factor. It's more about the boys and Lois. But he's still very much present. He's obviously a very present father. 
a very present husband, a very present hero. It's all about the balance of it. There's just so much shit just going on with these four people just by themselves that is just intriguing and interesting. And then, of course, the way it's shot um, and and the, the effects and everything, it just looks so good. Tyler, you've at least seen images of him in the Superman suit, right? Yeah, plus he was in the crossovers. Yeah, he was in the crossover, but there's a new suit for this show. I think I yeah, I think I have seen pictures of him in the new suit. I believe it just it looks real. He it looks real good. It looks really well done. And then of course there's that scene everybody's seen from the first episode where like he catches the car, you know, and sets it down and gives a, a boy back his hat or whatever, and he's got the golden age suit on, and you know he's hey man, uh, you know the little kid's like hey man, great great suit he's like thanks my mom made it for me and then flies up it was like it just so captured so much of this great stuff and it's just like oh man this is a great show and then you can't help but think you got to sit there and think like this is the same people who are making all the other why am i not enjoying the other stuff anymore so it's part comparison hangover and also part it's just bad now and I know this is sort of – I don't think we're going to find an answer for it, obviously, on this episode or even discussing it with the listeners. But, like, what the hell happened to The Flash? They didn't run out of stories. The character's been around for 80-plus years, the same as Green Lantern. There's all kinds of potential out there. What the hell happened to The Flash? Well, I guess it's the same question that what, what happened to Arrow, too. It's just – it's maybe it's – the. Maybe it's the focal point. Maybe it does come up with planning, maybe from a show running perspective that they have. Ideally, they have multiple seasons planned out about where they're going to go or they build up to one crescendo and then they don't necessarily know what's going to come next. Or they or or what they may have an idea, but they don't, but it may not stick the landing. Kind of what the MCU is going with going through now. We, we they obviously have a plan. Feige has a plan for what's going on now post endgame. COVID, you know, problems aside, but doesn't mean it's going to stick to landing. It doesn't mean people are going to view this as a, as an, anywhere near as satisfying or as successful as uh, the whole Infinity Saga. So there's fact, there's you know, there's X, there's X factors in it. I don't know, but it does seem like it's a show that seems like it's run its course. And well, I guess that's like pretty much all we can really say at this point. Well, obviously we can revisit this in a few weeks when the show is yeah. done. We can. We won't have another episode probably about it, but we can just talk about it on at the tail end of, or of the beginning of a different episode. Yeah, but, and this, this 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 wasn't intended, guys, to be like just a bitch fest episode. It's just one of those one of those things that few things that Mark and I both are invested in TV show wise that we both share. Uh, and also, I don't know if you feel this way, but part of me views the death of the Flash TV show as maybe the beginnings of the death of the CW verse. And I'm concerned about that. Uh, I know Arrow launched it all, but you know, after Flash, it just seemed like that was that was that was the show that got it right. We we've got the superhero antics. We've got it's not too dark. It's not too goofy. It's just it's just you know, look at the effects. Look at the, how they do the speed and look at that. Like it was just so well done that it just kind of became even even it it just surpassed its its originator. Um, and I just, I don't, so Superman and Lois is, like I said, a fantastic show. It's entirely capable 
of doing its own thing and maybe just being, you know, that torchbearer moving forward. Because like I said, guys, Supergirl's ending. This is the current season is the last season of Supergirl. So all that does is leave us leave us currently supposedly Flash, assuming it's not ending with season eight. Um, and then we've got Legends and then we've got uh, uh, Superman and Lois. But they're also apparently like doing a Naomi show and things like that. It's like, is anybody going to be interested in that stuff if they can't even get the Flash right? Is the end of the flash, the death of the CW verse. I think that, I think this, the CW verse was already, the Arrowverse was already dying. I think, I I do think so. I think probably once, once Arrow hit the wall, jumped the shark and people started kind of viewing that show, give or take, like they kind of view the walking dead where it, give or take what you may think of the last few current seasons of the walking dead, where some people think it's kind of rebounded. The reality is it got to the point where it kind of lost a lot of its followers. It lost, it lost a lot of interest. People didn't care about it, about it as much. I guess it's arguable that when you hit that point, whether you, whether you can rebound. And I think arrow hit that point and that, and that show was the shelf life was running out on that show. And, and, and the Flash and Arrow were pretty much are pretty much up to this point the two shows that have really carried that whole universe. Maybe it's just they don't. Maybe it literally has run its course and they have enough. They had good ideas for a while, but not enough. They, or they made some bad decisions along the way, and you lose people, and it's hard. To, it, and it's hard. And it's hard to bring to bring those people back. Sometimes I think it could just be as simple as that. They made missteps too with the whole Batwoman thing. That was a major. Screw oh up. yeah, I, I, you, I completely forgot that's even yes. still happening. So that's you know that's kaput. You know that was the whole Ruby. I mean, casting Ruby Rose was probably a horrible mistake, and then and then her leaving, quitting, getting canned, whatever, and then replacing her there, and and that you know that didn't go. So Na- Naomi might have a shot. I mean, for multiple reasons, and I'd be I'd give it a shot because I I still I kind of like that character. Oh, and uh, I forgot about Star Girl. Oh yeah, that's, so we'll have to see. I it just could. The Arrowverse, Flashverse, probably has run, probably for the most part, has run its course. Doesn't mean Lois and the Lois and Clark show can't survive. Uh, doesn't mean the Superman show can't survive on its own. It may not need to have all that connective tissue, and that doesn't mean you can't. Again, you can't bring these characters in. It just may not need to have multiple shows that exist in the same universe running at the same time on the same network in order for that show to survive. So. Yeah. Uh, we need to wrap up guys, but like, I'm also just now thinking too, like we didn't have a crossover episode this year and that's been part of the formula for the past several years. Are they struggling with writing outside the normal formula? You know, and we're not supposed to before the season wraps up. No, it probably would be, that no could be a, that could be a COVID thing too. Yeah, I mean, could. yeah, but like regardless because we don't have a crossover episode and that's been part of the formula for setting up the seasons for the past four, five seasons we've had crossovers that maybe they just forgot how to write well without that in the formula because they need to build their own story arcs, but they also all need to build towards said crossover. Right. So and then deal with ramifications of said crossover afterwards, regardless of how big or small. So take that away. And that's a whole, you know, sort of building block of the, the basic blueprint of what your season's going to be. Do you, are you now then struggling with just coming up with a season without having that somewhere in the middle to help balance things out? No real, no real easy answers. No, 
Well, guys, let us know what you've been thinking about the the CW shows, and including the ones we didn't really mention and talk about, like uh, Batwoman and and Supergirl, uh, or, or and uh, Stargirl. Um, I honestly, I, I have Stargirl season one. I haven't caught up on it, um, but uh, you know, I will because of my curiosity with the JSA and stuff, and supposedly where they're going with season two and all that things. But like, uh, yeah, let us know because I know, you know, even if you guys aren't reading every Green Lantern comic, I know you guys. A lot of you guys are watching uh, the TV shows. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you think. And, Mark, if they want to do that, how do they do so? Lanterncast.com, lanterncast at gmail.com. The voicemail is 708-Lantern. You can always text or leave us a voicemail there at 708-Lantern. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag geocast, and locate us there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, whichever platform or platforms you listen to us on, please leave us a positive review. All right, guys. Next week we will be talking about, or next episode we'll be talking about uh, Green Lantern number three. So go get your issues ready uh, and prepare. We will. Uh, be or, 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 do, or don't get your issue ready. <laughs> it's almost like Grant Morrison came back for a week. <laughs> Slightly. Uh, but. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.